0: all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you happy to be here? Yes. Amen. So we appreciate you the Lord, and uh, we just had to make the announcement yesterday in terms of the way forward and if you don't see many believers here, um, they have responded to say, They will listen from home so that we reduce the number. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, every situation has got what we call catch-22. You close the church, they say you don't have faith. You open the church, he's looking for offering. Amen. (laughs) It's a catch-22, but... Many times we we have to be responsible uh, because we have been entrusted with lives. Amen. Amen. Mm, many people, even in our church in recent days, haven't been feeling well. Uh, they had very, very severe uh, flu. Amen. Now... Uh, you can imagine, you can see that we are dealing with something that we have not dealt with before. Amen. Amen. We, we learn as we go along. We adjust the approach as we move along. Uh, some pastors initially said, I know one that said, coronavirus is a hoax. Uh, it's a message, pastor and it was said how the same hoax ravaged his family. Mm. Uh, amen. So you've got to find a balance where Jesus, uh, Satan says to Jesus, oh, cast yourself down. If you are a son of man, cast yourself down. Jesus could have done that and would have survived that, but he said because it is being set by the devil, truthful as it is I will not act on it. Uh, you see. So you you don't you don't test God. I say you don't test God. Um, Amen. Sometimes God will give you He has given you a brain and discernment to assess situations and to make decisions based on your situational analysis. And then you have to act in that way. Amen. I believe the church always has got to act more responsible than an ordinary man in the street. Uh, Do you agree? You can't control a drunkard, but you can control a believer. And you can talk to a believer and say, there is danger here, let's reduce the number here. But drunkards, you can't do that. But it would be unfair if a believer says, but they don't tell drunkards. How can you tell a drunkard? Because you won't listen. But you can tell a believer, and a believer will listen. Do you agree? Amen. Amen. So let's bow our heads and pray for our people that are not feeling well. Gracious Heavenly Father, you are the great physician. Things that are beyond your control they are within your control. There are many requests on the table this morning of people that are not feeling well. But the scripture says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. This morning I'm approaching your throne of mercy and I'm remembering these people that are not feeling well Some, dear God, they just didn't know what was going on with their bodies, but Heavenly Father, you held it together, and I know you will do so until they are totally delivered. I'm sending a prayer their way. May you touch them and make them whole. May you defeat the sicknesses that are in their bodies. May you show that you are a great healer. May you subject those sicknesses to your power of healing. I know you will do it and you will deliver all of them dear God. And dear God, I remember we once had a prayer that we don't need any loss of life. Once again as the pastor of assembly approached the throne of mercy, I say dear God as you have done it previously, may you do it once more. Most of them have got dreams, have got goals, have got aspirations. May you preserve them, dear God, and bring a total deliverance and defy the enemy at his work. Satan is a liar. Satan is a destroyer. Satan is a thief. But God is a restorer. God is a healer. God is a deliverer. God is the almighty God. And dear God, who is the devil before you? You created this being. You know the deficiency of this being. And right now, as the army of God, we approach your throne of mercy. We can see now even even children are getting sicker. David, how low can you sink? We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. And may there be a healing upon the land, not only for our church, but for the bride of Jesus Christ. Around the world, may you be gracious to them. There are pastors, dear God, who are sick. I'm sending prayer their way, dear God. Even unbelievers, dear God, as long as we are here, we'll pray for them. We'll pray for our nation while we are still here. We'll pray for our president while we are still here. We pray for the healing, dear God, to sweep across the land. That's our desire, dear God, so that we may return to some degree of normality if it's possible. But if it's not possible, let the rapture take place. Because we are waiting for the rapture. We are waiting for the translation of the bodies. And if this is the beginning, who are we to stop the process? We are subjecting ourselves to the scriptural process, dear God, When we ask everything, believing, and even the reading of the word, we bless it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. God bless you richly. Let's just turn our scripture. We had to call Brother Dipadi out of retirement. Amen. Amen. <laughs> he did very well. He was nervous. I say, Masai, lay hands on you? He said, okay, let me go, Pastor. Amen. Amen. But we appreciate the Lord for him stepping. Amen. Just stepping in the gap. <clears throat> now, uh, Brother Mdaw was supposed to come. Uh, he just had issue with the car. But he had such a, a lovely testimony. Uh, uh, I mean, we are just sharing together with him how he went through uh, the storms and still remained. You know some people they go through the storm and as they navigate the storm they are looking for legitimate reasons to blame God. But some are looking for opportunities for God to show his power. Then after our brother waited for a long time uh, tomorrow he will be starting had a job yeah. <laughs> Amen. When I saw that, I said, "This is God. Yes. Amen. Let's read second Corinthians chapter 5 verse seven <clears throat> For we walk by faith, faith, not not by sight. How many witnesses are in the building? We walk by faith, not by sight. John 4, maybe let's move to the software because the font is a bit of a challenge. The woman saith unto him, Say, I, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in, in this mountain. And he said that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith, unto her, Jesus saith unto her, Woman, woman believe, me, believe me, the hour cometh, the hour cometh when, he mountain, when he shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem, yet at Jerusalem worship, the Father. worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. Ye we know, what we, we know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. For is of the Jews. But the hour cometh. The hour cometh. And, now and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. When the true shall worship the Father in spirit. And in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is, a spirit, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And in and in truth. The woman saith unto, unto him I know that uh, the Messiah cometh, I know that the cometh which, is which is called Christ when he is come he will tell us all things. He will tell us all things. Jesus saith, unto her, Jesus saith unto her. I that speak unto thee am he. I that speak unto thee am he. Amen. Amen. Let's uh, take our seats. God bless you, brother Muhua. Good, to, good to see you. Amen. And God bless the believers that are are listening uh, over over the medium. Amen. God bless you where you are. We we are with you. Brother Branham used to say, I greet the visible audience and I greet the invisible audience. So we are greeting the invisible audience as well. May God be with them. Amen. Amen. I want to speak on going beyond the humanistic realm. Going beyond the humanistic realm. The scripture says, For we walk by faith, not by sight and the conversation of Jesus and the Samaritan woman it began on a humanistic realm and it ended up where she caught the vision of Christ are you with me? it started with uh, uh, drinking water, him asking water, that was humanistic it moved and said "Uh, bring your husband I have none it's humanistic Uh, you have had five uh, or six the one that you are five and the one that you are with is not yours it was still humanistic until it moved to where she says We know that when the Messiah cometh, now it was breaking beyond the humanistic realm. It was going into the supernatural realm. It was no longer about water and husbands. Now it was about the deity. We know that when the Messiah cometh, which is Christ? she's the one that says, which is Christ. He will tell us all things. Then when Jesus says, "I'm He," it moved from that humanistic realm. Now she was able to have the supernatural vision of what was being spoken about. Amen. Are you still with me, brethren? Amen. Now, in the message, the Ark, paragraph six, the prophet says, "Now there is three elements that people live in. First is the humanistic. Second is divine revelation. And third is a vision. Do you agree with that? Yes. Uh, so, uh, and maybe let me carry on. And it says now, this, like in prayer, when you pray for anyone in humanistic, we say, I hope you'll get well. Right. I'm hoping, I'm believing with you, trying to use all the faith I can that's, that's human. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You, so you come with a prayer request, you pray for somebody, and we say, uh, the Lord willing, you'll get well. That's humanistic realm. Uh, are you still with me? Amen. Then it says, uh, second is divine revelation. When, when something is revealed to you, you know in your heart is going to happen. Yet there is nothing but just a revelation. Then third is a vision. Because that, that's thou saith the Lord. That's perfectly positive. Do you see it, brethren? Do you, are you here, brethren? Yes. Amen. I hope even those that are out there, they say Amen. Now, in Melchizedek, the great prince, I'm just going to read these three quotations before I show you something. Paragraph 181, he moves. He says one more time, uh, there is three elements that a man follows. First is humanistic. Second is divine revelation. Third is a vision. Is thou says the Lord. Many times we are down in here, meaning humanistic. And never climb into this, the revelation and the vision. And if you are not down in there, cast your hope and never climb into this. If you are not down in there, and cast your hopes through that veil up here to thou, says the Lord. Though you don't see the vision, though the revelation doesn't come, though you have, pray- you have prayed for it, You have prayed for, you say, I just wish I could believe. That doesn't make any difference. Cast your anchor down there and call it so anyhow. Are you still with me? Maybe, my brother, let's jump that one. Let's come to the diagram. Let's jump that slide. I think I've established my point. Now, this is what Brother Brandon is speaking about on the diagram on the screen at the bottom is humanistic realm and the second realm is revelation realm uh, and there is vision realm. Now brother Brenham as we are going to move along you'll uh, you'll get to understand when you are in the humanistic realm you only rely on prayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hallelujah. You, you, you don't get much. You, you pray over it and believe that by God's grace, it will happen or I'll have it. But now, when it moves to the revelation, we are going to look into the quotation. Brother Brom says, once it struck the revelation, he says, then it does no longer need to prayer. It's already in your heart. Now, now, this is where it is confused, a believer. That I, I thought you need prayer all along. When Jesus spoke to the Samaritan woman, there was no prayer. Yes, Do you see them praying here? It, it, it's a conversation, and that conversation moved from the humanistic until to the uh, where she caught the vision. When Jesus found a man by the Uh, well of Bethesda who had not wanted to get into the well Jesus didn't pray for him Jesus says do you want to get healed and the man because he was now in the humanistic realm he wanted to explain himself and Jesus was not ready for explanation Jesus wanted to say, get up and go. There is no more need to get into the well because now we've moved from the humanistic realm. Now here I am with a vision. Are you still with me, brethren? Now, a lot of times I I thought when I read this some time back that maybe we were meant to live within the humanistic realm and the revelation realm, and the prophet is the only one in the vision realm. But I realized that, no, Brother says a man lives in these three realms. Not just the prophet, but every man lives in this realm. So this morning, you as well can catch a vision. I say you can catch a vision. Are you still with me? Now, the prophet says in the message, Countdown, paragraph 96, He says, and any man that ever lives for God will have to go beyond any five senses. Uh, Any man that ever lives for God will have to go beyond any five senses. You cannot serve God within the five senses. You serve God beyond the five senses. You cannot serve God by what you see with your naked eye. You've got to go beyond what you see with the naked eye. You cannot serve God with what you feel. You've got to go beyond your feelings. Are you still with me? A lot of things that make you stumble on the Christian journey are the things that you see, are the things that you feel. Hallelujah. But when you move beyond the things that you see and beyond the things that you feel, then you come, you know, you, you, Brother Brendon, you, you will use this phrase, you hit the spot. Mm-hmm. The Samaritan woman, the reason she was now able to recognize him as a Messiah, she was able to move beyond her senses. Yes. Initially, her senses became a stumbling block because she saw a Jew. But as the progress as the conversation progressed, she moved beyond seeing a Jew. Now she saw the TAT made flesh. Are you still with me? Even with us, there isn't some people, when God sent a prophet, He sends a man. God's way of dealing with the human race, He sends a man. God will never say, "Come and believe me in me as I am." He sends a man all the time. For you to show that you believed in God, you had to believe in Moses. For you to show that you believed in God, you had to believe in Joshua. For you to believe that you show you believe in Christ, you had to believe in Paul. For you to believe that you show that you believe in, in Christ, you've got to believe in the prophet messenger. Are you here, church? Yes. Oh, This one I'm going to, brother, the greatest obstacle is for God to get a human to believe in another human. The Holy Ghost will not come to minister your needs. The Holy Ghost will take a human form to minister to your needs. Are you still with me here? I hope we are together. Now, let's check here, my brother, in the message, El Shaddai. Paragraph 20. Brother Brenham says in this message, he he is speaking in discernment. Paragraph 20. He says, today, there's a woman sitting in the meeting tonight, a minister's wife who came down from Tacoma, and I had a little interview with a woman today. Look at the honesty of Brother Brenham. Modern day prophets will not say, I had an interview with a woman. Uh, hello? He would pretend that like he had not seen the woman before. But Brother Brenham says, I, had a, I have already had an interview with a woman. Are you with me? She's sitting there, the woman had something the doctor had done said such and such a thing to her something in there look at at the dignity that brother Brenham treats this woman with I don't know what was discussed but he's not disclosing it to the audience did you see it folks Then she said the woman had something the doctor had done, said such and such a thing, things to her, something in there, and she was making ready to die. And the Holy Spirit sitting right in the room come right around and revealed the thing. As soon as it touched the woman, she ripped out a great big cry and full of joy. She was healed. God touched her body and healed her. Hallelujah. Are you here, Sister Ramsin? Where are you? Are you in the building here somewhere sitting back there? Yes, sir. Today. Nope. Oh, okay, it's fine. I understand. That's fine. He says, "Now the Holy Spirit came come into the room and revealed the thing. Open it up. There was no way of it." He said, "I didn't pray for her." I didn't have to pray for her. <laughs> Do you hear what he is happening? When you know the truth, the truth makes you free. He says, I like that, don't you? The truth makes you free. When you know that Jesus died for your sins and you have accepted him as your savior and you've got the Holy Ghost and by his stripes you were healed, if you know that the truth that truth alone makes you free. No need of prayer. Hallelujah. No need. I know it's jittery. You, you know, but let me carry on here. He says, it in, it's not a praying, it's just a believing and believe in the truth. Sometimes we have to pray that truth to our hearts. But God gives us every inch of material that there is of the kingdom of God to work with. To bring faith to the people, gifts, the signs, oneness, and everything to do it. But when he does it, then it's a finished work, God did it when he does it to you and you believe it and accept it, then healing is, that's, that's just all there is, you have to believe the weight of God. Amen. Brother Brennan is speaking about this minister as well. He said, she got healed without being prayed for because God just dropped something there by revelation. And Brother Brennan said, say, already the thing that will make you heal it's already available. He says, for the mere fact that there is a promise that by his stripes we are healed, that is the truth. And if you accept it and believe that, already God can heal your body without even being laid hands upon. I hope we are together here. This is the kind of faith that I want to have in God. Because you can have an all-night prayer without a revelation. And it could be gymnastics. And somebody without a prayer, they receive their miracle instantly. I don't say having all-night prayer is wrong. It's part of the humanistic realm. But what we need to get to is to move to the revelation realm and furthermore to the vision realm. Let's carry on, my brother, in the message works his faith expressed. Paragraph 319. The prophet says he's given, they've given out prayer cards. The prophet says now you can't come now you can't come and wave your hand like that so they can pack you. I've asked these people here that don't have the prayer cards don't have to Don't have to have, I'm just asking. Now, you, look, you crippled people here, I suppose he had come early because I just told him early. Now, you don't have to have a card. If you've got faith like that I taught, see, if it's revealed to you, all right. If it isn't revealed, no matter if you be in a dozen prayer lines, it wouldn't help a bit. You know what? You know that. Do you believe that? See, I might pray, I do all I could, get down on my knees and lay hands on you, anoint you with oil any way you wanted to and pray until God by grace. It says until God by, I don't know whether you see there, he wanted to say by revelation. Then it says by grace reveals that in your heart then it's over. Then it's done. You don't have to be in the line or nowhere. It's done anyhow. Folks, do you understand what he say? He say, you can be in a prayer line every week with the same sickness, but until the revelation drops into your heart, it is of no help. But he says that the day God reveals it to you in your heart, he say, then right there, it's over, it's done. Yes. You don't even need to be in the prayer line or no way. It's done anyhow. What made Brother Brenham to love Africans when he was here? With Americans, he had to do quite a lot and tell them where they came from, their name, their background, what they are suffering from, when they've been to a doctor. But he says, when I'm in Africa, I just pray one prayer, 30,000 get delivered. What is happening? Because it's a gentle faith. The centurion says, you don't need to come to my house. You don't need to lay hands on my servant. I'm a centurion, and I've got a legend. Whenever I speak, they listen to me. Even you can speak the way to where we are, and my servant, wherever he is, he will be delivered. What was happening? The man came by revelation. He didn't need an anointing oil. He didn't need the servant to be. Actually, even the servant had nothing to do with it because the servant was there sick, On the deathbed, But here is a centurion with a revelation. So to this morning, if you catch it by revelation, whatever you need, I don't need to know it as a minister. If God drops a revelation in your heart and say, I said it, it's my word, it will be done, and it drops in your heart, then it moves from humanistic realm, then it comes into the supernatural. I hope we are together. Amen. You know, Brother Brown say every time when God ever had to deal with a man, it becomes effective when a man goes beyond the five senses. Amen. Abraham, and every time God had to move his servants from the humanistic realm. You look at Abraham, you would have never spoken of Abraham sitting with Melchizedek unless he left the land of his father's first. And after he left the land of his fathers, he was with Lot and nothing happened because he was still caught up in humanistic realm. What was happening? The shepherds of Lot and the shepherds of Abraham were fighting. That's humanistic. But there came a time where God broke him away from the humanistic realm. What was happening from that time? Then he was in the supernatural. And when he was in the supernatural, he caught a vision that I will have a son. You couldn't change Abraham on that Because it was no longer humanistic But if you look at him through the humanistic realm, he's an old man that is getting weaker and weaker and frail day by day. But when you look at him through the supernatural eye, he's getting stronger and stronger every day. When you are looking at the church of God through the humanistic realm, they look weaker, weaker, but when you look at them through the supernatural eye, they're getting stronger, they're getting more revelating, they're getting more powerful, they're coming into the Rapture condition depends on how you look at it. Are you still with me? Moses. On a humanistic realm, the mother tells, look, look, there's got always to be the supernatural element, folks. It doesn't matter what mama tells him the baby, it doesn't matter how mama raises the baby, if the baby is not struck by the supernatural element, it's just a religion. Look at uh, the mother of Moses. He tells Moses, you are a deliverer. He, tra- he tells Moses that you are now in Pharaoh's palace, but you are a deliverer. Moses in a humanistic realm He must have thought I'm going to deliver Israel I'm I'm going to have a way To get our people out of here What is happening He finds an Israelite And a Hebrew And an Egyptian fighting He teams up with the the Hebrew They kill the the Egyptian That's humanistic realm what? Well, Moses had good intentions. He thought maybe this is the beginning of the deliverance. I cannot leave an Egyptian mistreating my brother. I've got to sort out the enemy. And later on, he finds the two Hebrews fighting. He tries to say, Brothers, you cannot fight. And one of them says, You want to kill me the way you have killed the Egyptian? He realizes that it is known. This is in the humanistic realm. Then it triggers a fear. Then Moses runs away. What is happening? It's humanistic. But brother, while he was out at the back back side of the desert, when he was out there when no one sees him, he sees the burning bush. What is happening? Moses is moving now from the humanistic realm to the supernatural realm. He speaks to God and God gives him a commission. The Moses that ran away from Egypt is now returning to Egypt, but no longer operating in the humanistic realm, but now he's in the supernatural realm because he caught in the vision, I am a deliverer. What was the difference between what Mama said and what the burning bush said? It was exactly the same. The difference is that one had the supernatural element. I hope you are with me. Are you still with me, brethren? Brother Brenham says in the message, God's provided way of healing. Paragraph 29. He says, now, when you receive the inspiration that Jesus Christ died for your sickness, you know, the weight. inspiration is a very profound weight. Inspiration can propel you to do things that were beyond your limitations. I'm speaking even in the natural, folks. We've got a man, who's this gentleman called Bolt? Is it, who's in Bolt? I mean, the guy is a sprinter. He's a record breaker. And when they show you how this inspiration captivated him, look, the moment you break records, even naturally speaking, you've got to tap into something beyond your senses. You look at the people like Tiger Woods. How do you get a small ball here and miles and miles away and get it into a small hole? Mathematical probabilities are, are quite nil. But the man does it consistently and makes a career out of it. We are all drivers, but we cannot all be Michael Schumacher. There is something about Michael Schumacher. When he takes over the wheel, it shows that it's Michael Schumacher. He's got an inspiration of the sport that he's into. Are you with me? And it makes him to break the records. Michael Jordan, the best basketball player of all times. Yes. Naturally speaking, how does a man get it into the net in such a man? Until it was said that while he is in transit in the air, he can make some adjustment of his movements. Yes. The, until they become subject of science, science gets, gets intrigued and say, how does this person achieve this? What's happening is an inspiration. And if an inspiration can do that in the natural, if an inspiration can do that to a sinful man, how much more about a divine inspiration? By the people of God, okay. but here is a problem. Those people they yield to the inspiration. This army is ditary to yield themselves to that inspiration. But you know, this morning I say, let's break down whatever limitations that are there, and let us submit ourselves to this divine inspiration. Yes, oh, brother, this inspiration can break, can make the 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 ocean to open. Amen. This inspiration can make you sit in the lion's den and have a fellowship with lions. This inspiration can make you get into the fire and have fellowship in the fire. What's happening? It's a supernatural inspiration. I hope we are together this morning. When you receive the inspiration that Jesus Christ died for your sickness. It's that very hour that your healing has come. Which hour? That very hour. I don't care. Is it in the middle of the night? Is it in the casualty where you can't access anyone and you are alone? At that hour, when you receive inspiration that Jesus died for your sickness... At that hour, your healing comes. Yes. That's right. When you receive from heaven that Jesus died for your sins and you have accepted it, you don't need, you don't need, you are afraid to read it. These days we put it on the screen, let somebody say you are. You don't need any prayer. But as I'm reading, the devil has got a funny way of interrupting sermons. You say, does he get to a place where you say, you don't need prayer? You need prayer. You'll die spiritually without prayer. There is context whenever we speak of these things. This is when the inspiration, if the inspiration is not there, and you are discouraged, despondent, you are gloomy, you need prayer. But when the inspiration strikes you, oh brother, you allow others to access prayer, you say, me I'm fine. It's already done, I have it. I know I have it. It's mine. It's done. I don't need the preacher to tell me it's mine. It's already mine. I've got it in my heart. I've got the vision of it. I know it's mine. Then it says, you don't need any prayer for you then. You have already, you have already accepted it. It's settled. Now, now we can preach the weight. Explain the weight. But you have to? I say, we can preach the weight. We can explain the weight. But yet, there still needs to be a supernatural element that backs up that weight. I hope we are together. Excuse me. Now he says, that's what sets it afire, brother. When you receive it, the revelation, something slips out of the unseen world yonder. Comes rolling down through a mystical channel somewhere into your soul. That says, now. how did it start? Revelation. First, it's inspiration. Inspiration leads to revelation. Revelation leads to vision. Do you see it, folks? But something has got to open. A mystical channel has to open. And something has to roll through that mystical... Oh, this is not a church channel. This is not a preacher channel. This is a supernatural channel that you need to be tuned to. And something rolls down. It doesn't roll into the church, it rolls into your soul. Amen. And when it gets into your soul, it moves from a revelation. Now you say, I see it. I see it. Your eyes. your eyes they begin to uh, glitter because something has reached your soul and your lips that were hung down (laughs) Look, look now at the effect of catching a vision You were depressed, you were withdrawn, you were discouraged, you were down, but an inspiration strikes you, and always it will be a scriptural quotation, then after the inspiration strikes you, then it gets revealed to you that it's yours. Then a mystical channel opens up and something rolls down from yonder na- into your soul. Yes. Then your eyes begin to brighten up because now you can see it. Yes. And your leaves that were hanged out begin to smile. Yes. What is happening? The supernatural is having an effect on the natural. Yes. Your eyes brighten. Your leaves that hang down straighten up and smile. Every muscle in your body seems to rejoice. Every muscle seems to rejoice. rejoice. This this you cannot show it anyone. Because it's not in your house, it's in your soul. Ah, hallelujah! You can't point it, but it's in your soul. Yeah. But already it's having an effect on you. You straighten up. You smile. Your eyes brighten up. Every muscle rejoice. Why? Something is going to happen. And say, you don't need to be in a prayer line. You've got it right there. Yeah. Are you here, folks? Now, you can't be a businessman that don't read business books. You can't be a lawyer that doesn't read legal books. Are you with me? A lawyer that spends time in the tavern with social life. You can gauge them by their speech. Uh, are you with me? He, he, can, he can articulate cases when he stands before a judge. Yes. He's a lawyer, he's got qualification, but his speech is to general knowledge. But a lawyer that spends time with lawyers, that reads legal books, yes. even when he speaks and you don't understand the law, you just say, ah, now, yeah, we, we've got them. Ah, here, we've got them. Hmm? Especially when they throw a bit of Latin. Yeah, are you with me? Yeah. And then they need to explain you in layman terms that, actually, this is what we mean. That's a lawyer. A doctor, that thing, I was with ordinary people you'll hear. He will only know to give you Panado. <laughs> but the one that spends time with doctors, they look, they talk, they talk about the genomics. I don't even know it, but <laughs> just had to throw that term to demonst- demonstrate a point. An engineer that hangs out with people that are not into engineering, you can pick it up in their tongue. But uh, this one. <laughs> What's happening? The reason, And you, young ones, you must know, you don't finish school. The school must finish you until the grave. You carry on. That's what they call lifelong learning. Uh, you don't come to a point where you say, I finished school. School, you don't never finish school. Now, the reason they commit themselves to that is because... In legal fraternity, they will use the past laws to create, to demonstrate what they call a precedency. Mm -hmm. To say, Mr. Judge, there is a case in 1929, and a case now becomes what we call a case law, because it sets a precedence. Mm -hmm. He will quote similar circumstances and try to mirror current circumstances with a case that had gone past in yester When he's mirroring, he's pushing a judge that on the same basis that the case was concluded then, it must be concluded. This one must be concluded in the same manner. And if a good lawyer can demonstrate presidency, a judge whether he likes it or not, he's got to oblige and act according to the wishes of the lawyer that is presenting the case. I'm with you. Now, if it works like that in the legal free, but for him to be able to stand before a judge and code case laws, he must have read case laws. Am I correct? He must have familiarized and visualize how the case that he's reading about, even if it took place 40 years ago, but he's got to go to the moment and connect with the inspiration behind that case and the circumstances of that case in order to bring it to the courtroom. I don't know somebody. He can even push it that the atmosphere could be similar. Demonstration can be similar. But if a lawyer can do that, you as well can go into the case laws, which are located in the Bible, and you can find a case and study the circumstances of the case and connect with the inspiration behind the case. Even if it took place 2,000 years ago, but when you present it before God and say, I'm not the first one in this circumstance. There was Job in this circumstance and look what happened on the basis of Job. I'm acting exactly like Job and I've got expectation that you need to answer me as you answer Job. I will move God to act upon. You are case but you've got to connect with the inspiration are you still with me that's why the bible speaks about a cloud of we've got clouds of witnesses you can pick up a character in the bible you can pick up a character in the spoken word and say no matter what that's me that's my case it resonates with my circumstances and presented before God. Then it activates inspiration. Then inspiration brings a revelation. Then revelation brings a vision. And once you've got the vision, you don't need an evangelist. You don't need a visiting minister. You've got it right where you are. Are you still with me? Message Faith in Action. Isn't such a beautiful title? Amen. Faith in Action. Paragraph 28. Many people in the meeting raise up and claim healing and walk away more by emotion. <laughs> Folks, have you ever, those, you know, motivational speakers used to be a thing in our time. <laughs> when you have listened to a motivational speaker and you move out of the, how many have you ever attended a motivational talk? Don't be embarrassed. <laughs> Even attended, Brother Philip? Yeah? Oh, okay, you are lucky we have been, when you have been in a motivational talk, brother, you come out, and you look and say, ah, Billy Gates, you will not know what has hit you. Huh? You, You come out, I remember the other time I went to one and they explained how Virgin Atlantic came about. How Mr. Richard Branson was in the queue and he wanted to, to book a flight. I think it was, it was on British Airways. And he was frustrated by bad service. And after he was frustrated by bad service, Mr. Richard, Brown, uh, Richard Branson said, they call him Sir. They said he said, Look, I'm so upset with this poor service of British Airways, I'm gonna start an airline. And the motivational speaker was say, you know, your frustration can propel you to achieve greatness. <laughs> and say, Mr. Richard Brown, he's got a, a speech problem. He's got a, a condition. That's why he dropped out of school. Then you walk out and say, Wow, I'm going to do it. But the motivational speaker doesn't tell you of the night. Behind the scenes, sacrifices, the heartaches and the headaches, the pain, the rejection that Mr. Richard Branson went through. He doesn't tell you about that. Then what is happening? You walk out of the motivational talk, you say, Yes, I'm going to start. That night, you don't even sleep. You're on the computer. These are the plans. The next time you go to maybe a government agency for funding, you'll find a very root leg there like that tells you, don't waste our time. Go back to school. This thing won't work. They failed. Now, motivational speaking created an emotion. that Because... If it's an emotion, another emotion will override it. Emotion is not faith. That's why faith cometh by hearing. Not motivational speaking. Hearing the word. Because if it is faith, it doesn't matter how many rejections you get. Because you caught the vision. I say you caught the vision. So, brethren, many times people walk into the meetings and claim healing and walk away more by emotion or more by psychic than they do by real divine revelation of the Lord Jesus. The first little pain strikes them. They give up and say, well, I didn't get my healing. Now, if you really believe, if you really believe that with your heart, ten thousand pains would never make you to give up. Are you a church? That's it, because your faith is already went to motion. You are in action right then, Uh, brother. Emotion can be stopped. Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. That's why we can come to church and say, whatever you need, receive it. Yes. It's a statement. Yes. But if it, brings, if it brings an emotion, on Monday morning, you get a problem. Yes, you forget everything about what was said yesterday. Yes. But if it is faith, my brother, yes. that activated that and brought it into action, Tomorrow, nothing will keep you from achieving that. Are you still with me? Faith cannot be stopped once it is activated. Faith cannot be stopped once it is activated. I say faith cannot stop once it is activated. If there is obstacle, faith will bulldoze the way. Are you still with me, brethren? Don't get emotion because you'll get a counter emotion. But once you have faith, there can never be a counter faith to your faith. There will be a reinforcement of your faith. I hope we are together. He said, how many pains would not make you to give up? Hmm? But when it's an emotion, one pain <laughs> it reminds me in the, 80, in the early 90s when I think I spoke about it when I was speaking to the youth I mean my mother and brother Lucas Macafla's uh, mother their sisters they would often travel and attend attend meetings I still remember we have been to all of them and immediately after this one if Raul Holala came they say hey now there's another one coming this is another revival then it is revival to a revival revival to a revival but with no settlement. Because why? It's an, it's an emotion. So you need another one to sustain that emotion. But faith it does not need to be sustained. It sustains itself. Once you catch it, brother, you don't wait and say, can't we have a conference so that my faith cannot drop? No. I hope we are together. Brother, bring... There are two pictures. Quite two pictures on the screen. Who is this one? Did you hear even the baby say Jesus? <laughs> Did you hear? Hmm? Did you hear the baby? Is that, is that the baby? Who's the baby that says Jesus. Oh, oh, all right. Good, my boy. It's Jesus. Yeah. And then, who's this one? Did, did you hear the baby? Did you hear the baby? I, I, I like the excitement of the baby because he is operating on the humanistic ground. Did you hear? Yeah. Do you say, I said this? He said, Jesus. Then I moved it there. He said, Brother Brenham, yeah. because it's humanistic. But I wasn't going there, I was going there. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. And uh, then, then the question, who is this one? Yeah. Uh, huh? yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you got it wrong. It's not Brother Brenham's Theophany? Why, why am I demonstrating the Samaritan woman? This one stands before her. They have a conversation. This is Jesus of Nazareth. He looks like a Jew. He speaks to the Samaritan woman. Humanistic realm. They speak about the water, they speak about the, their father, four fathers, they speak about locality or fellowship. Goodness, they speak about husbands and how many do you have. But as they are talking, the Samaritan woman moves beyond seeing this. Then she sees this. Amen. Are you here, church? Amen. Now, a lot of times today, we, speak, we have preached Jesus. And furthermore, many a times, we have preached William Brenham. Not wrongly so, he's the messenger of the hour, but we have preached William Branham until some people all they saw about the message was William Brenham. But the message is not William Brenham, the message is the one that sent William Brenham. If you only know this one and you don't know this one, you're in trouble. I say, if you only know Brother Branham, and you don't see the one that sent Brother Branham, you are in trouble. Then the question is, who is this one? Oh, brethren. The disciples, they boosted. We were with the Lord. We were fishing with the Lord. We know the Lord. Paul never met this one, but Paul met this one. The Pharisees met this one, but they failed to see this one. Amen. And who is this one? The same one that led to the Israelites out of Egypt. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So today, when you say, I am in the message, what do you mean? Oh. You know, brother, I believe in Jesus the Baptists do that. Pentecostals do that. We believe in Jesus. No, brother, we are a message church. Oh, we've got the picture of Brother Brenham. we call called Brother Brenham. It's wonderful. But unless you as an individual move from the humanistic realm to a revelation realm, where the, the Jesus of the old, the Jesus of the new testament is the Jehovah of the old testament? The Jesus that walked on the shores of Galilee is this one. Paul met him, William Brennan met him. You have to meet him. He's no longer in this form, he's in this form and look at brother Branham I thought we were not going to take long but this is too good look at brother Brenham in the message the unveiling of God he says all these years I had veiled the pillar of fire in my heart so today brother I don't want you to have the pillar of fire in your house as a picture Furthermore, it's good to have it as a picture, but it must not be a picture. The pillar of fire must now move into your heart. Where you can say, I have veiled the pillar of fire all these years. That's what makes you a message believer. When the supernatural moves into the natural. Are you here this morning, church? Many, even if I was to take this one in any church, they'll say Jesus. But if I was to take this one, not this one, folks, if I was to take this one, they wouldn't recognize him. You know why? For you to recognize this one, you have to be preached to by this one. But after you've been preached to by this one, if it is, this one is not revealed it's still humanistic after some years we can come and say you know brother Brandon made mistakes you know look look, look. then because he's humanistic you get confused but when this one is in your heart I don't believe I do not believe you can doubt Brother Brenham and believe the Bible. I don't believe. If we're going to go and go into the details, was Brother Brenham in the mount, in the In Sunset Mountain, when those seven angels came, where was he? Was he at home? Was he there? Okay, let's say we use those that approach. Joshua stopped the sun. Joshua stopped the sun. He stopped what? Does the sun move? Hmm? The Bible says He stopped the sun But science says The sun doesn't move It's the earth that is moving I, I'm saying, without revelation, once you have done crucifying the message and you say, me, I only believe the Bible, then we come with the Bible. Show you the danger of lack of revelation. Yes, that it will even make you through the Bible away. Uh, are you with me, folks? I, I can go And maybe somebody say, "Ah, you've now started the conversation. What's the answer? Have you realized that God meets you within the realm of your understanding? When you read about David, you look at the Psalms. It doesn't speak about modern city at all. It's about nature. It's about what he observes in nature. God was talking to him according to the level of his understanding. People during that time all they saw it was the sun moving. Is God going to say, No, it's not the sun? He meets them according to the level of their understanding. Are are you with me? I I can go on and on. But you need revelation. Now, brother, bring this quotation. I think no church in its practice, no matter how intellectual and fundamental it might be, that church cannot thrive until the supernatural is made known among the people and they see it. Something that they can talk to that will talk back to them that vindicates the written word. Go back to the previous pictures. I think no church in its practice no matter how intellectual and fundamental it might be that church cannot thrive Until the super folks, this is not the supernatural. This is not, this was a mortal man. William Brenham was a mortal man, but he was here to introduce the immortality, the visible was here to introduce the visible. Uh, Are you with me here? Now, if we come and all I let you know is this. You are not going anywhere. You're going to even get tired. But the supernatural must be made known. What is the supernatural? The pillar of fire. Something that they can talk to and will talk back to them and will vindicate the written weight. This will not leave or reject the written word. This will take the written word and vindicate it. You still need the written word, the Bible. But you don't need only the Bible. You need the supernatural that can come and take the written and vindicate it. Are you here, church? Here is a problem in the message. Today, we've got a crisis. Because, and the crisis that we are having is because of children that were born in the message. They never saw the message. They came to church with mommy. They were in the message Sunday school. But they never saw the message. And now... After so many years of not seeing the message, all they see, they see missed opportunities. Oh, how many parties did I miss? Oh, how many fashion trends did I miss? Oh, Where could I have been in terms of the world? I'm left way behind. Oh, forget, I was oppressed. I was oppressed. I didn't exercise my freedom. You know why? Because mommy was taking her to church. Don't dress like that. What will the message people say? Uh, Don't do that. What will the pastor say? Oh, the deacons, what will they say? So it was rules and rules and rules which are not wrong, but if the child doesn't see beyond the rules and have the revelation behind the rules, he's bound. And later the child has got to live and say, no, I'm done. And they can even be bold and say, I was in a cult. I'm done with the cult. But brother, why are we still in the message? Why? are we still in the message? Huh? You as parents, why are you still in the message? It's not somebody is paying money every month to be in the message, no. But it's because you caught the vision of this one. And those that caught the vision of this one because he's not around to talk for himself. He's not around. Because when he was around, he wouldn't talk. He will look at you and say, do you want me to tell you what you were drinking last week with your friends? Do you want, to, you want me to tell you the color of the room that you were with, with that woman? Yes, uh, am I lying, folks? They were afraid of him. He said, if I'm a false prophet, put a sign on my back. No one had the audacity to do that. Group of ministers, come and stand on my rights and sides and challenge me on this doctrine. None of them were there. They actually made a promise and say we will come and be baptized. And Brother Brum comes and say they never came. Today their children are saying he was a false prophet. If your father was not able to detain him to be a false prophet when he was still alive, you've got no right to detain him to be a false prophet today. Uh, am I correct, folks? Yeah. Some only saw this one. That's why today, the young ones, Ah, they say, Brother Brenham. When we wanted to do this, bro- they say, Brother Brenham. And you know, guess what? We're still going to say, Brother Brenham. Yeah. Next year, we're still going to say Brother Brennan. Ten years from now, we're going to say Brother Brennan. As long as the rapture changes, 50 years, we'll say Brother Brennan. Why? Because we're in the Exodus. And you cannot be in an Exodus without a prophetic guidance. Israelites said, Moses. Moses. Joshua, when he came, he kept on saying, Moses. Moses. Today, the fivefold ministry comes, they say, Moses of our time Moses of our time because why we didn't only see this we saw this this was able to talk to the people and people could talk back to it to vindicate the written way Jesus Christ is the same today and forever that's what this was vindicating. Are you still with me? Yeah. Oh, the next quotation is very lovely. It's so suitable. Expectancy, paragraph four zero. What man calls foolish, I mean, things that I'm saying without revelation, sounds foolish. Am I correct? Yes. What man calls foolish God calls great. What man calls foolish, God calls great. And vice versa, what man calls great, God calls foolish. Folks, there is a demon in the end time. I see young ones that were raised and dedicated in a message church, and baptized in a message church, they're now living the message. Some are even becoming sangomas. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yes. And I'm, I'm thinking. Then you say the gospel doesn't make sense. Ancestral spirit is a very cruel spirit.
1: Yes. Amen.
0: Very cruel. Have you ever seen somebody who says, my ancestors are angry with me, what happens to them? You want me to leave the message and follow such cruelty? No way, I'm fine in the message. Leave my nice clean shoes, suit. And always be stinking. I, I beg to differ. No, 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 no. Leave me in the message. Leave me in the message. Go into the rivers in the middle of the night. Speak into unknown spirits. spirit. There is a... Uh, there is a uh, you guys don't know. I was shocked many years back when I went to manage the Coca Cola depot in Khrobazdal. The previous manager was a, a white guy, Mel Henry. And I took over. <laughs> after I took over, after a month, shop stewards came to my office. And they said to me, Mr. Madiba, it's time for renewal. Then I'm like, renewal, what is the code word for renewal? They said, no, maybe you may not understand. Maybe Mel did not do a proper handover to you. Remember, Mel is a white guy, I'm a black guy. They said, no, sometime back last year, we started seeing a lot of people dying here at the depot. And we'll see cats and we'll do funny, funny things. So we approached Mel that he must allow us to call a sangom to come and protect the depot. But this thing, we do it annually. So now it's time for renewal. Now, can you imagine a black guy, a white guy allowed it. Now he is a black guy. I said, no, 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 no. I started talking about company policy. With the white guy, it wasn't a problem. They just bought him an expensive bottle of liquor. Then he said, do whatever, he didn't care. But with me, I said, ah, oh, my daughter, no. We can't, we can't do that. Not yet. They say, no, you will see. I said, no, I will not see anything. Yes. We pray. We uh, uh, Even me, I'm in a prayer, but I will not impose your prayer on you. You can do that at your home to protect this place at your home. Even me, I will do whatever I do at home to protect this place. But in this place, no one is neutral here. Do you see, folks, spirits... But I'm shocked that what I mean—it's—it's it's just nonsensical that you can slaughter a goat and a goat can protect you. It's nonsensical. Are you still with me? But there is a God that can protect you. And 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 folks, in this church, if we don't speak about witchcraft, it's not like we don't believe there is witchcraft. There is, but it's not an issue. I say there is, but it's not an issue. We, we, when you come to church, we want to put more power in you. Yeah. That you are not afraid of anything. Yeah. Are you still with me? Yeah. Which one do you want me to tell more about? A witch or the logos? the logos? The more you know the logos, the rich becomes nothing. The more you get closer to the ro- logos, you are protected. Yeah. Ah, oh, you can never breach the logos protection. Yes, sir. The witch can never breach the logos protection. Amen. I hope we are together. Some to say Pastor Madiba doesn't believe in witches. You don't get it. I believe they are there, but I don't believe they are an issue. Amen. If you come into my office and say, Pastor, they bewitched me. I don't even want to know who's the witch. I want to know you. Muzalwan, where did they find you? Let's fix this one. Where did they find you? Because the gospel that we preach doesn't make you reachable to the witches if they found you, they was say carelessness of some. So I don't need to fix the witch. I need to fix you. Then, you know why? When you've got your own things, you're going to run away from me and say, he doesn't believe in the witches. You're afraid to repent because I will call for repentance. Amen. I mean, if you come and say gangsters beat me in a tavern. and you want us to be worried about gangsters we're not going to be worried about gangsters what were you doing there there are certain places that way you must never be found even spiritually there are certain places that you must never be found if there is one thing that I undermine is the witch I'm very sorry no respect for such. Amen. Amen. And certain things are going to happen in your life. God is going to allow them for His glory. They ask Jesus and say, This man is blind from his birth. Whose fault is it? Is it the parents? Or is it the man? Jesus says no it came upon him so that the name of the Lord can be glorified but somebody was going to say it's a witch but Jesus says it's not a witch it came upon him so that the glory of the Lord can be displayed amen okay yeah God calls what, what, God, what man calls foolish, God calls great. What is foolishness to God seems great to man. What is great to God seems a foolishness to people. You've got to get out of the world into the realm, supernatural realm, to understand it. Certainly, you have. Then he says, This is will be my parting shot in the message Seven Compound Names of Jehovah, paragraph 25. He says, And you are coming from a supernatural realm to a natural, mortal man again. Well, you are, you are mortal all the time, but your soul. Has been so anointed with something. It's lifted you way above the thing. Here you are in a dimension that the world knows nothing about. There is no need of trying to explain it. That's why he says, when the supernatural comes in, is the mind of Christ. And he says, you get away away from your thinking because now you've got Christ thinking. You get into a realm, supernatural realm. The world knows nothing about it but you know about it because you have broken beyond the humanistic realm into the supernatural realm. God bless you. Let's stand to our feet and just sing a song. Amen. Be still and know that I'm God. Let's worship Him.
1: Yes.
2: Heaven and earth, and possessor of all things, giver of every good gift. Thank you. The one who has determined to bring us into this fellowship,
1: the
2: one who knows, Lord, our makeup, the one who fashioned the substance that brought us forth. We are so grateful, Heavenly Father, that like David of old would say, Thank you, Father. That our members, Lord, indeed, whilst when they were still hid in the belly of the earth, you knew every one of our members, Lord. How much more our souls, Lord, which proceeded out of Thee. How much more our spirits, Lord, which came forth out of Thee. For if in this fashion of this body, Lord, this mortality, Lord, you even declared that even the very hairs of our heads, not one of them falls to the ground Thank you, without Lord. your knowledge, Lord. There is so much that we thought perhaps we know that we find in this humanistic realm, Lord. Mm. We are as natural men as we are in this mortality, my God. We have been fashioned thus. And even in this realm, Lord, there's too many things that we do not know. Mm. The scientists have explored the seas. They have explored the heavens. Mm. They've tried their best to bring reality from the things around us, mm. from you. the form of this world that is visible. But the world, Almighty oh God, being framed to be visible, the Bible declares that it was created, Father, from the things that are unseen. From the substance unseen, you declared things that are. Thank
0: you, Father.
2: Father, almighty God, we are coming to you. Inasmuch as we have so many things that we do not know, in the realm of things that we can see, in the realm of such other things we can comprehend, how much more, how much more, in the supernatural, my Lord, we have heard by the word that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing of the word and we have heard by the same and been taught by the same Lord from thy word and the scriptures Lord, that even this faith is a revelation the very word that created this world and the things that are, the unseen and the the things that are seen the invisible and the things that are invisible they were created by this very message that we hold dear to Heavenly Father may you just give us a glimpse of an understanding of the things that you have bestowed upon us, Lord. So great a cloud of witness of people that laid their faith on the things that matter. May you help us, dear God, in this very afternoon. Help each and every member of the bride. Help each and every pastor that is on the platform to preach this word. Help each and every heart, Lord, that will believe after the preaching has been done. Help each and every feet, O God. Hallelujah. Almighty God, every pair of feet, Lord, that has got in our that believes whatever, Lord God, shall be our trading on this world. Heavenly Father, the trade, O oh Father, the, the, the footprint on the sand of time, whatever trademark we set on, Father, that will, which will be known, Heavenly Father, to be indeed the life that we have presented, the life that we have lived. Let it be accustomed, Lord, to the custom of the word, let it be accustomed to Almighty God to the things supernatural, Heavenly Father. For the very word itself is supernatural. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you may open our hearts and our understanding to the sing- these things spiritual. Mm. The realm of the revelation. Amen. Reveal it to us, Lord. In the preaching of the word, let something speak to us. Be we sober. believe this supernatural is in among us. We have seen the sick being healed. Exactly. We cannot explain healing. Mm. We cannot explain it. Neither can we get used to it. Yes. Father, because we just know there's been a cancer. It's no more there. Hallelujah. We just see a lump here and we pray for the people that are sick. Oh God, their feet are swollen. The next moment they are normal. Yes. Heavenly Father, we cannot say what happened to Almighty God. Yes. The next moment the person is sick, their eyes cannot see. The, mo- the next hour they are seeing. Oh yes. dear God. This we cannot get used to. This we cannot explain. We have... Such a concrete evidence, Lord, that the supernatural is here
0: Hallelujah.
2: Us. He is here among us.
0: Thank you, Lord. The pillar
2: of fire is doing whatever he's supposed to do. He's showing us. He's calling us to come up higher. May you forgive us, Lord, of our foolishness. May you forgive us, Lord, of our lack of humility. Yes. May you forgive us, dear God, of these things that often pull us down. And fail to see what you are displaying before us. I pray, Heavenly Father, that as we shall leave this place, Lord, may this message have an effect. I remember how the men of God preached about the effect of the message of the hour. Mm. It is this supernatural thing that has to take an effect, Lord. If it is not there, we are lying to ourselves that we have believed the message. Mm. We have to move with this supernatural power. We have to move with this unseen world. Even Brother Brennan, in the message done, uh, faith, oh my God, he says, whatever comes, it has to be by faith. Yes. Anything that cometh out without faith, it is sin. I'm beginning to think, Lord, how many things we have done without faith yes. and we have been sinning before thee. Yes. As we look at this unseen world, may it not be strange to us deal with the unseen. May we indeed get used to deal with the unseen things. For there's more no reality in there, Lord. In there dwelleth the Most High God. In there we find that Almighty God there's purity, there's harmony, there's peace, there's gentleness. Even the prophet told us we cannot touch all these things. And yet they are real. We cannot touch love, but it is there. Mm. We cannot touch gentleness, but it is there. Bradley. We cannot touch peace, but it is there. Mm. It is all supernatural. The whole armor of a, a Christian is a supernatural armor. It's an unseen armor. May we be armored this morning from the supernatural realm, Lord. And may the revelation catch, Almighty oh God, Heavenly Father, the part of our heart, Father Lord God, and stimulate it that we may begin to live that other life that you expect us to live. Father, I commit every soul in your precious sense. I commit, Almighty oh God, the man of God, the virtue that has went out of him, mm. restore it, my God. The revelation with which he is preaching this message, amplify it and magnify it, Lord, for the benefit of the bride, not only in this congregation, Lord, but in every place that you shall allow him, O oh God, to dish out this food that is a Jew season. In juices and Father, we have received this word. Father, this food that is in juices and delivered from a revealed word. We pray, Father, as we commit our pastor into precious hands, yes. Guiding gently, Lord. Let it be. In everything, oh God, we give thanks and praise and honor and glory unto thee. In Jesus Christ's name, Father, we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you richly. Moka may the worry till we meet and have a, a blessed week and just spend time in prayer and then we will just advise in the next coming two weeks in terms of what is the way forward, the still a desire to start a building from June 2022, uh, to, meaning next month, still a desire to start with our building project, Amen and then we appreciate uh, everyone even those that are at home Uh, uh, we appreciate them the place is not congested this morning because many cooperated and sacrificed amen so we appreciate them and may the lord be with them and even you that are here god bless you it was quite tricky because you can't have a church without people and on the other hand you don't want many people and it is the last minute so it was a matter of saying the holy ghost will just anoint people and say you go you don't go but you coming you coming doesn't make the one that does did not come lesser and him that he came and him that did not come doesn't make you irresponsible it's a team effort so god bless you richly And then just keep tuned, we will update you on developments. But this is the time to spend time in prayer. This is the time, I think, I don't know, but I think we are moving into another dispensation, not so long, where it's a family affair, it's not going to be just the same one. It will be the reality of the land where men need to step up and be priests in their own houses. When they left that night, it was, they didn't have a congregational meeting. It was family meetings where a father preached to his own family, not caring what others are doing, focusing on his family. So, but God will be gracious, will guide us uh, and see where from here. Amen. God bless you richly. Shalom.
1: Amen. <laughs>